Registry Podcast, the podcast on Magento 2, for developers, by developers, hosted by Peter Jaap Blaakmeer and Jesse Reitsma. All right, everybody, welcome at the first Registry Podcast. Um, the Registry Podcast is um, done by me, Peter Jaap Blaakmeer. Um, and me, and- Jesse Reitsma. <laughs> We're um, two Dutch Magento developers. Um, I run an agency called Algentos. And Jesse, what do you do? Uh, I run an agency called uh, Yerio. And uh, what I do is actually, um, I'm not a real agency, but more like a trainer of developers. <laughs> yeah, I've, and then actually, I've actually received training from you. Yeah, you did, right? My whole so. Team uh, did. The, the, uh, some some time back on uh, on React, uh, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of busy with a lot of uh, front end stuff, but I think uh, like the initial thoughts for this uh, podcast, the the registry is to talk about back end development uh, in, instead. But yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's your idea. What, what, <laughs> what is it? Why is it called the registry in the first place? Um, I followed. I needed a name that that um, struck a chord with Magento developers. So yeah. even though, um, and, and since the registry is deprecated in the general I, was two, just I thought, to say. let's, let's just relive the, the name. Let's yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. So <laughs> the, the registry really feels like old, um, um, to, to me, there's all, all, also this reminder towards the, the old, the, the old windows age. I'm not sure if, if windows is still using a registry, wow, yeah. but yeah, That's, I don't know anymore. Is that register like register.exe? Well, it's register dot but it's, it's it's referred to as the registry. I thought, uh, but anyway, right. uh, th- there's a podcast now called the Registry. Yep, and we're gonna talk about well, you said mainly backend development, and I guess that's that's uh, debatable. Um, I'm a backend mm. developer first and foremost. You are originally a backend developer, but you gravitated towards frontend a bit more lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and that's maybe also because there's there's kind of a need uh, within uh, the the front end developers to discuss uh, well, basically the alternatives that you have for Magento two front ending. So because because there's a lot of things to tell about the Magento two front end, um, I simply just uh, dived into it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, m- m- maybe that's the, the the whole idea about this uh, registry as well to talk about interesting stuff to either backend developers or frontend developers. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, frontend stuff for backend developers, which is hard for us. Yeah, <laughs> or backend stuff for frontenders. <laughs> it's I still hard. I, I always have the feeling that's easier than the other way around, but that might be my bias being a backend developer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, let, let's let's keep uh, the the current uh, episode one a little bit focused on uh, on uh, backend development instead. Um, but also yep. maybe uh, maybe some general news. So I, I think like w- when discussing um, uh, w- what kind of uh, topics to pick up on, um, I, th- I think uh, it was kind of obvious to tell at least a little bit about Magento 2.4, uh, which was just released well one one week two weeks ago. I, I don't know anymore, but uh, recently. Older. A little bit longer, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a month. Um, but t- time flies. But anyway, um, in- instead of just doing all of the marketing fluff um, and saying like, uh, "Oh, Magento 2.4.0 is is wonderful, is great, you should upgrade," um, I-, I think like uh, in this podcast, we want to be a little bit more 
developer-minded or or honest or critical. More, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, there, there's m multiple features uh, like uh, well the MSI performance uh, that that went up by by refactoring a lot of things. Uh, there was this uh, this uh, this um, storyline on Twitter telling basically that uh, dozens of queries were all uh, reduced um, back into just a couple of queries needed on the front end. Um, well, th that's of course good news, but it also makes you wonder um, whether the MSI package was before 2.4.0, then uh, not just really a, a performance hog. Like, uh, it was. Or, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, so it's good uh, that, that, that it is uh, fixed. Um, have well, have then, you worked with, with MSI a lot? No, actually, uh, j just a little bit. Just to uh, trying to integrate uh, things with it. But um, yeah, I, I have to be honest, I'm, I'm a trainer, so I'm not really diving into projects myself that much. Um, and if I do, that's always like a specific area. And, and unfortunately, MSI is still on my to-do list. Because I, I like the code base. I like the way that, that things are set up um, in a clean way that uh, uh, domain-driven development is implemented and, and IDs like CQRS coming to be, coming to being. But um, I, I have to admit that, that w once I see all of this functionality in the code, I wonder also how difficult it is to configure everything in a real-life project. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've played around with it. Uh, we did one implementation and it, it kind of backfired at that point because we had some uh, synchronization issues with an ERP coming in and then you have to uh, disable the stock reservations and then you need a separate extension for that. And so it got, it got muddy at one point and we decided to go take a different approach. So yeah. if, in the end, we don't use MSI at this point in time. Um, so I, I can't I, really I say anything about the performance in 2.4. No, exactly. But 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 as in uh, currently, then then you're using the catalog uh, inventory. So the, yeah, the, just the old plain way, old yeah. one stock. Yeah, the, the old yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and then to we me, put, we pull in necessary information from from an ERP when when we need it and where we need it, but it's it's not yeah uh, yeah integrated in the in in MSI. Yeah. No. So so what what I wonder about um, all of the new features that that uh, come into Magento more more and more is uh, whether all of those agencies, whether all of those developers and, and, and merchants out there actually need all of those features uh, at all. Well, some, some people do. And, and of course, it's a wonderful thing that MSI was developed and, and that there's so much uh, opportunity suddenly with, with all of those modules. Uh, but there's still, I think, also a lot of merchants out there that only need a simple inventory management. So basically the old catalog inventory um, and now that's so slowly being de deprecated, uh, which makes me wonder like, okay, but is the community then maybe able to pick up on maintaining such a simple inventory uh, for a longer time? Um, I, I think it should be doable, but uh, well, there, there still needs to be somebody to pick up on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see when, when MSI will completely replace the old catalog inventory module. Uh, yeah. Not, not well, sure it will eventually happen at all. No, uh, well, a, a similar story that, 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 that is there, of course, is that uh, MySQL uh, as a search engine has been dropped in favor of Elasticsearch. Um, yep. And again, like the, I think this, this was clearly announced by Magento as well in all of the release notes about 2.4. Um, so I'm not, I'm not blaming them for anything, but it's more that I wonder how many merchants are actually needing this 
And how many merchants are just frustrated about this because they still want to use the, the old uh, MySQL search? Yeah. I, I've, well, I thought the other way. I thought um, everybody's already using Elasticsearch, so let's just kill off MySQL full text search anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, so on the technical side, I think it's a good idea, but I, I simply don't know like how many merchants yeah. would still be using the old search um, I, I think it's okay because the Elasticsearch, it's it's very easy to configure. All the big hosting companies have Elasticsearch even in their cheapest packages. So I, I don't think that's a really big deal. Um, MSI is a, is a bit more complex to implement. So that might be a bigger barrier um, for, uh, when you compare it with MySQL full text search versus Elasticsearch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and, and, and other than that, uh, 2.4 also ships with uh, silly things like two-factor authentication. And yeah, I've seen already we'll three, three modules today <laughs> disable that again. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, th there's nothing wrong with two-factor authentication per se. No. The problem is that they kind of hard-coded it in uh, in the admin and uh, yeah, kind of forced it upon you. So yeah. a lot of developers who upgraded to 2.4 were... Um, Unpleasantly, unpleasantly surprised by this <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. <laughs> sudden yeah. hard requirement of to do a two of a yeah, yeah it's, so it, uh, it's then pr pretty cool that that there's modules out there already to to help you disable the stuff uh, again as well yeah but i i, I think this is uh, um it's it's great that magento bundles two of a with magento but it's not great that they force it upon you no, uh, no. And, and i get the reasoning behind it but it it's such a, um, a big struggle for developers to to uh, to now get it started even on a clean install and that might have been wiser to to make it a, a an option to uh, yeah, enable yeah. it well and maybe another thing that that is uh, noteworthy is that there's a security text uh, module for uh, for I think I, I guess those people that are unable to uh, just uh, create a security.txt file <laughs> in their own public folder, uh, but it, it's uh, it, it's le actually leading me into uh, something that that was already there in two point three uh, point well four or five uh, CSP, uh, which stands for the content security policy. Content I guess security policy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, which is also like a, a cool feature if you think about it. But um, it, it's just causing so many different um, well, warnings. Yeah, and it's, it's, read, it's horribly um, implemented as well. Yeah. yeah. Have you read Max Chadwick's uh, post on uh, CSP and Magento? Uh, I did, but I forgot. Burns it alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it's uh, maxchadwick.xyz, I think it is. Yeah. And he has a blog post on, on CSP and why is it why it is a terrible idea and or not a terrible idea but why uh, it's a terrible implementation on, on Magento's end. Yeah. And how disable it. So may, maybe um, it's a good idea yeah. to include a couple of those uh, links that we talk about uh, and share them with uh, the audience uh, later. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So, so um, uh, further than that, um, I think that like there, there's a couple of things that that might be related to um, performance when it comes to uh, 2.4. So for for instance, PHP 7.4 came out or was supported now. Uh, MySQL 8 is supported. Um, uh, like we mentioned, we're, we're running um, Magenta 2.3.5 on 7.4 as well. So I'm I'm not I think yeah, it's so officially supported now, but it, it worked anyway. Yeah, maybe it's a bit obscure end in the back end where something weird was happening, but we haven't run into any issues. But but uh, MySQL eight, are, are you also able to run that? No, 
Um, no, because although, that, haven't, haven't tried yet. <laughs> no, I, I believe that's actually something uh, related to the customer authentication um, uh, mechanism or password uh, verification mechanism or I should say password encryption mechanism underneath mm -hmm. in uh, MySQL. I, I thought that it had to do something, something with that. It's um, going to be interesting to see how fast the MySQL 8 adoption will be in, um, because one of the big things in MySQL 8 is, from a pure functional point of view, the ability to store JSONs in, uh, in MySQL. Yeah. I'm curious to see how, how fast extension uh, providers will um, make use of that feature in MySQL 8 and force people to upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and other than that, um, uh, like the, the performance of MySQL 8 is, is supposed to be a little bit better um, regarding um, uh, read statements, uh, so simply just uh, select queries. Um, however, I, I saw benchmarks a while back, uh, I, I think it was uh, at the first release of MySQL 8, um, th that actually proved that MySQL 5.7 was more performant than MySQL 8. Uh, so I'm just wondering like, uh, w whether the community indeed is going to adopt this uh, uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm personally maintaining uh, a couple of uh, modules myself, and I, uh, I think you guys uh, are as well with uh, El Gentos. Um, and I, I, from my side, most of the work that I needed to do to make all of my modules um, compatible with uh, 2.4 uh, was just to upgrade all of the PHP unit tests, um, which was kind of like a clumsy thing because the rest of the code was working, but I still needed a couple of hours just to to make sure that was compatible. I'm not sure if you uh, if you experienced anything like um, uh, oh. any work needed for your own I'm, models. I'm I'm gonna let you in on a little secret here. Um, we haven't upgraded to 2.4.0 for any of our clients. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we tried um, to upgrade a few, ran into some issues that everybody ran into. We looked at the growing list of bugs on GitHub, and we decided, no, we're not going to do a point .0, 0 release, or a point point .0, 0 release in this case. Um, we're going to wait it out, weather the storm, and we're going to upgrade to 2.35p2, and then wait until 2.4.1 is released, and then upgrade to that one. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm seeing a lot of different uh, features that are actually postponed to 2.4.1. Um, but but you're, you're also saying that there's quite a lot of bugs um, also, well, at least by monitoring yeah. the issue list on, uh, on GitHub. Yeah, and, and I've heard from Ivan Chipurny that um, so, some performance issues, um, which... Um, yeah, yeah but that's, that's Ivan. Everything is slow with Ivan, and he always no, but finds, he's always but, finding finding performance <laughs> issues. So that's his, his secret. That's his, that's his secret job, power. basically. No, but he had some stuff um, which made me rethink our, our um, initial goal to upgrade everything to 2.4.0. And yeah. um, let's just say that Magento's history with 0.0 releases isn't that. Um, stellar. So no, I, I hear this more with agencies that that uh, over time they they basically learned from it. So I, I well I was there as well with 2.0, 2.1, 2.2, um, and I, I thought actually with uh, 2.3 that that the whole thing improved pretty much. So I actually upgraded yeah. uh, to 2.3.0 um, as soon as it came out, um, and it was a little bit troublesome, but but not a huge amount of bugs. And yeah. I, I honestly don't know about the state with with 2.4.0, whether it's a lot worse. You know what or, I what I think? Or, 
You know what I think the problem is with the with the 0.0 releases. Um, every once in a while, um, Magento of course needs to bump to from 2.3 to 2.4 or whatever uh, to do a dot release, and um, they have to stuff it with new functionality. Otherwise, it wouldn't warrant uh, a minor upgrade. Um, so they focus on new features, uh, and I have the feeling that bug fixes um, are yeah put on a sidetrack in in that. Uh, process, and then they pick up all the old bug fixes uh, for two point or for the dot dot one release again. So that's 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 been my feeling with two point two point zero and two point three point zero. And um, yeah, of course the, the 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 platform itself has become a lot more mature and stable since the two point two or even the two point one or two point oh era. Um, so there's definitely a, a a big improvement in terms of stability. Um, but stability is always relative, and if we can circumvent some of these issues in the .dot release by just uh, waiting it out for one version for one quarter, um, then we're okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, personally, I, I, I encountered issues um, with uh, bundled extensions, but that, that again was mostly on the testing side with integration testing and unit testing. Um, I became pretty angry about that, and I, I won't name the vendor anymore. But um, to put the dot in the the specific place, I was uh, pretty pretty mailered about it. So that's not a hidden, <laughs> hidden reference to who it was. But anyway, uh, but I, I was uh, pretty upset because um, as a as a third party extension provider, I'm I'm trying to do all of that work uh, to make sure that the extension is is fitting in nicely with 2.4. And actually, because I was not, uh, I'm, I'm not a official partner. I, I, w I didn't see any kind of pre-release either. So actually, on the day when 2.4 came out, I worked my ass off just to make sure that that everything was patched properly. Um, and I, I prepared things, but I couldn't release my new modules because I didn't know the, uh, the exact semantic versioning of uh, all of the new stuff. Um, and, and to me, it was kind of disappointing to to hear that basically some bundled extensions gave uh, gave issues. So you you also encountered issues there. Um, I I think the bundles extension are a main source of of problems. Yeah. Um, I I, to I totally disagree with what what Adobe or Magento is doing there, bundling third party extensions in the in the core of Magento. I, yeah, mean, I, get, and, and I get it from a commercial standpoint, yeah. and I hope they earn a lot of big bucks for it. Um, they do, because otherwise it it wouldn't be worth the trouble uh, that those extensions are uh, are, yeah. are introducing in the code base. Yeah, and so I'm I'm personally running um, a, a, a repository with uh, with replace packages for uh, well some packages from the core. Uh, MSI uh, and etc. But also this uh, this uh, this replace package for bundled extensions. <laughs> I think that's actually one of my most popular uh, packages out there. And it's not even me because I, yeah. I believe that actually Internet uh, came up with that that original suggestion. Yeah, you stole and, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I simply stole it, but I packaged it in such a way that it was more useful. Um, yeah. But it's it's kind of interesting to see that that uh, such a thing is needed. So it to me it always is funny that Magento as a commercial entity goes goes that far into bundling basically all of those bundled extensions in in Magento as a core, um, and then actually uh, all of those community members try to get rid of them again, yeah. which is ma making yeah. you feel like hey, but but is there maybe a different approach? Uh, less code is less complexity. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and then the, um, um, uh, yeah, other news was uh, that um, uh, Magento also released uh, their own semantic versioning uh, checker uh, uh, just, just a week ago or so. Um, so basically, they, they used this tool internally um, to prepare uh, the, the, the Magento 2.4 release just to determine um, what kind of uh, git commit messages were also, uh, well, what kind of git commits were made on uh, on uh, the repositories and, and how it would translate into new uh, semantic versions um, for all of the different packages. Um, and I think I think it's worth uh, just to, to see like all of those tools become open source and hopefully actually that, that all of the third party extension developers also stick with with those practices. Uh, similarly, like the, the PHP coding standards or uh, unit testing, integration testing. Um, still, it, 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 basically all of those bugs um, in, well, theoretically then the bundled extensions, but it might also be other extensions. All of those bugs that prevent people from upgrading basically shows also that there's still a strong need for better extension quality. Yep, I guess. Yep, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what else is up? Um, Composer 2. Yeah. So apparently, <laughs> yeah. So I've 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 played around with Composer two uh, myself already a little bit, but that not not with Magento, um, because I tried to do this. Um, I don't know, like uh, months ago already. So uh, Stefan uh, Hochdorfer, um, yep. he he also communicated with uh, the Composer team on um, on on how to uh, upgrade Composer two and then uh, make it work with Magento two. Well, I I. I tried to follow along but it, it didn't work out for me um, and then I just let go for for that moment haven't tried it uh, since but um, yeah it's it's said to be uh, improving the, the the download times uh, tremendously um, so yeah. that, that would be yeah. awesome yeah I haven't run uh, I haven't tested it with Magento uh, either but uh, we uh, we have tested it on, on Laravel um, projects and yeah the, the the faster download times is, of course, number one, but um, the um, package resolving is also a lot faster, the SAT resolving. Um, plus, you can uh, speed up your resolving by um, yeah, setting up, uh, yeah, like, a f um, let's see how, how, how they call it. I can't remember what they call it, but they um, you can set up, uh, like fil filtered repositories where you can say, um, I don't want this package from this repository, but I want it from another one, or you can use only or accept. Um, yeah. So it doesn't search through the entire repository for the package you need. Um, you, you can aim it towards a certain package within the so repository. So it sounds, sounds a little bit like the, the replace trick that we just mentioned, but now actually... Um, more on on steroids and I, I heard something before that the replace trick would have been removed also in composer 2 but i i, I didn't check up on on that right. anymore well you have composer 2 has a repository priorities so um hmm. if replace doesn't work anymore in composer 2 you might be able to um, create your own repository with the exact name of those packages and then place that repository as your highest priority and then it will fetch and like an empty file Let's say yep. uh, if if you replace uh, the MSI module, then in the exact path where it would otherwise be would be a readme file that says this this package has been removed by the Compose repository that's been added through Compose.json or something. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's with repository priorities. That's pretty useful because we um, let's say we have a third party extension we use 
from a from a vendor. We have their composer repository in our um, uh, private packages, and then we need our own fork of it. Uh, so then now we have to rename the package and use the new package name. But then we can just assign a priority to our own repository yeah, inside private yeah. packages, and then yeah, and then yeah, set cool. that up. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so so it really feels like uh, with Composer two, they they simply just listen to all of the the hacks and workarounds that people try to make under Composer one. Um, so, for instance, uh, a pretty pretty common tool nowadays with Composer one is Prestissimo, uh, but uh, the, yeah, that that's uh, becoming obsolete as soon as you uh, are under uh, Composer two. But that's only for the download part, the parallel the downloads. Um, yeah, and it's, I, I read something about this repository priorities, and I, I remember that I thought like, oh, but this is creating cool opportunities, but I haven't figured yeah. out with it. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so personally, I, I put um, in a, a prefetcher as well. I, d I didn't know about that one. No, it's actually not. Yeah, so it's it's not um, uh, Composer two related, but it's a Composer one uh, plugin, just like uh, mm -hmm. Prestissimo, Prestissimo um, yeah. and it's basically trying to well do a real prefetch of all of these different uh, packages, so that um, uh, kind of like well the, the HTTP two caching mechanism is able to prefetch certain resources in a faster way, supposedly. Um, but um, in in uh, in Symphony projects, I actually used this, um, and I, I experienced an improvement. Um, in Magento 2, I've already had a couple of times uh, that the Magento 2 installation was actually stuck because of some kind of internal thingy that it tried to do. So uh, yeah, there there are there are third-party tools basically uh, within Composer to trying to to improve performance but i think like um, uh, it's all d done by just a couple of individual uh, developers maybe and and trying to come up with uh, smart things um but I, I i'd rather just wait for also composer 2 to come out with uh yeah so, with so the, i'm looking at the readme and what the prefetcher does is you can you can tell composer to only look for um packages uh, versions of packages in a certain um version release line so say what uh, two point x and so yeah. it won't look in one point x um this this feels like something that could be added into private packages as well do you use private packages or satis or well I'm, I'm i'm using my own satis uh, instance and, and i'm just using private packages yeah. uh, because of some companies like uh, el gentos oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but, we're, uh, we're a big fan um well satis yeah. does, does the exact same thing basically although um and nielsen and jordi are adding some pretty cool features on top of um uh, private packages like security uh, audits um, yeah. So we'll give a security warning if a package uh, is n has a known vulnerability in a certain version, but well, this plus prefetching. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So this prefetching feels like a, a perfect um, addition to private packages, where you could say, okay, I want I want to have this package inside my private packages, but uh, I don't care about all the old versions. I just need 3.x and upwards or something to to, to really speed up the SAT dependency lookup. Yeah, exactly. So, so something similar. So I, I played around with it and I, I tried to configure it a little bit. Uh, so the example in the readme actually goes with uh, Symphony Symphony and another package. So I tried this for uh, Magento packages. Um, but yeah, so in, in, in my case, it kind of like blew up. Um, it, it, it seemed to resolve things in a loop or something. Um, but yeah. 
Now, and, and, and talking about uh, private packages, um, I played around with uh, also the feature of uh, uh, mirroring the, 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 the Magento marketplace, um, improving uh, download speeds. Now, it, 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 I thought it would be really like a click-click system where you would say like, uh, oh, but this specific uh, package or actually all of the packages on the marketplace, let's, let's copy them, download them, and sure. just uh, use them within uh, private packages uh, instead. Um, I was a little bit disappointed that it didn't no. work in exactly <laughs> that way. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah so I, I, thank you. I think yeah. you can because um, it, it will... Um, add the package to your private packages sub-repository as soon as you require it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you can also manually add it um, by putting in a composite.json or a composite.log. Yeah, but then then still, to, to, to my impression was actually that it, it would only just... Um, it will do a full copy. Yeah, but, but of a single yeah. single package, uh, but not all of of all of the yeah. dependencies with that package uh, either. So actually, yeah. well, um, the, the uh, problem in, in the arises past, when you yeah. have a, like a, a username and password combination for a marketplace mirror. Because we 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 have a bunch of clients with each have their own Magento marketplace uh, username password combination because they purchase extensions in the marketplace sometimes, even though we tell them not to, uh, and then we need to get them from Composer. Uh, so every client needs to have its own unique marketplace mirror within private packages. So yeah. if it were the case that it would completely mirror it, then we'd have like 30 thousands of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thousands of packages. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so how do you solve uh, then this, this issue of uh, marketplace performance? You're not? Um, or we try to not to use the marketplace for okay, uh, yeah. extensions. So just yeah, but then, then still for the core, you're you're using it anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah, it 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 does mirror it and caches yeah. it on the private packages. And oh, yeah, of course, yeah, that that's yeah. true. Yeah. So once you've um, required it, it will create a, a mirror for that copy uh, for that package you have required. It's no. just not for the entire marketplace. No, and it's, it's actually pretty cool that it's a, a kind of like caching on demand without you doing anything uh, for it. So yeah. I, 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 in the past, um, uh, Alan Storm uh, wrote uh, a long, long time ago, I believe it was really like five years ago or so, um, uh, a tutorial on, on how to mirror the, the, uh, the, the marketplace by using Cetis. Um, mm -hmm. Then I played around with it myself and I wrote a follow-up blog on literally what to do to make this happen because Alan Storm is never just uh, saying like, well, this is what you should do. He's always writing a <laughs> tutorial in depth and just going as deep as possible. Um, yeah. But yeah, the bottom line was uh, that, that I had my own uh, private mirror of the marketplace and I was amazed uh, with, with how, how good the performance was. So instead of actually just, just hosting a mirror like with private packages in Helsinki or Stuttgart or I don't know where, where the composer, the packages, the mirrors are. Uh, but then I, I chose my, basically my own private uh, VPS um, instead, and then then the the, the downloads time that download times were just reduced to almost nothing. Um, so that that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Um, so you do know that um, Fuman has a, a Magento Marketplace mirror, right? Yeah, but um, I I don't know again also where his mirror is actually located. 
Um, uh, good point. The, cl the cloud? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the URL .nz, so it might be the exact New Zealand of the world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I think like the main point about uh, playing around with uh, a private packages or, or playing around with uh, status yourself is that, that you could theoretically just reduce the, the download times uh, because the, the Magenta Marketplace itself is definitely located in the US. I believe. Oh, it's, it's here in, uh, in, in Christoph's blog. Um, the mirror is using AWS infrastructure, including yeah. CloudFront CDN. Okay, so that would be pretty good. Um, would be, if, when I trace route it, it ends up in AMS 54 CloudFront. So in, in our case, it's, it's actually being served from Amsterdam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and uh, on top of it, uh, what, what Christoph, uh, his, his solution, so Fuman's solution actually um, has to offer is, of course, also removing the authentication of all of the, the, the open source free packages. So uh, yeah. why, why authenticate if, if all of those composer packages are freely available okay. anyway? Yeah. Yeah. He does want to, not to use it in production, though. Uh, again, yeah, but I that's just that's a disclaimer. Security. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he, he doesn't. Well, when I get hacked and somebody it. injects their own code into my uh, repository, I'm not responsible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just to prevent that the whole community is going to blame uh, this uh, New Zealand yeah. guy. He can probably see up. who is. He can probably see who is doing it. Yeah, exactly. Access logs or something. Yeah, AWS exactly, logs yeah. somewhere. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, and 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 also on top uh, of it. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's already half an hour. You mean? Yeah, cool. We, we tried to do it <laughs> half an hour, but we could, we could easily fill up uh, half uh, a full hour. But um, I or think half the day or something. Or half the, I think we could go on for weeks on end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so much in this registry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, so but we have a ton um, about about composer left on our uh, cheat sheet. But I think yeah. we could just uh, move that to uh, the next episode. Yeah, and I think I think this is also like the goal that we try to reach, right? To, to, to simply to have a, a nice little conversation uh, between two Dutch guys that that uh, among them, uh, w with with the two of them, know quite a bit. And then if you combine that all together, then hopefully um, it's a it's a nice, interesting podcast that hopefully um, uh, some people find find useful. Um, yeah, and and if you, the, if you do, and if see. you don't. Yeah. <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at exactly, Peter, yeah. Jaap, Peter Jaap and uh, at Yirio. Yep, or right. at Jesse Reitsma. Yep. Or, but we'll uh, we'll post. I think uh, I guess like like most of those details uh, anyway. Yeah. And, and and let us know as well wh whether it's interesting, whether there should be an episode two. Um, it could also mm, be yep. that basically a lot of people are saying like, "Hey, hey guys, just don't not do a, this." Another podcast, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not another I, podcast. I, I have podcast burnout from listening, so that's why I thought let's just create one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and and on top of it, uh, I, th I think like uh, um, having a podcast uh, with, without the bullshit would also be good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah hopefully that, that by that, backenders for backenders, <laughs> exactly by for, for nerds by nerds or something. Uh, yeah, uh, cool. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening, and catch up with you uh, soon. Bye bye.